Now, of course, in the um, island example that I use, we only have 11 individuals. And so these individuals can sit down and say, okay, let's discuss this. Let's discuss what rules and regulations we will make to decide how it is that we're going to interact with each other on the island, who can fish where on the island, who can have claim to whichever trees on the island. So in that particular instance, it's really easy because you're dealing with 11 people. But of course, in the real life scenario, there are hundreds of thousands of millions of people in a given country where laws need to be made, right? And so there's this need for a central structure that makes the laws that have to apply to everyone. And that central structure in our case would be government. So government would make the laws, right? But then the question arises as to how do we justify the fact that people obey those laws? So government makes those laws, but why is it that we as, as individuals, why is it that we as South Africans obey these laws, right? And there are various justifications for why it is that people obey laws. Uh, but it's important to know that you can come from two perspectives, right? We can come from, or at least two perspectives. We can come from a Western perspective and we can come from an African perspective. So under the Western perspective in terms of why is it that people obey laws? Uh, there's a number of philosophers that have that have spoken about the issue and have examined the issue and have come up with various theories around the issue. But for our purposes, we're going to be focusing on a particular philosopher, Thomas Hobbes, who was also a scientist, a very, very, very smart man from way back then in the 17th century. And so what Thomas Hobbes did when he was contemplating on why it is that we as individuals obey the law, right? He speaks about a concept called a social contract. So he says that we have this, this, this large group of people that realize, right, that we need to coexist as human beings and that without coexisting in peace as, at human, as human beings, there would be this chaos, right? So his theory is sort of fear-driven, that we as individuals out of fear decide to obey particular laws, right? And so he comes up with what we refer to as a social contract, and in his concept of a social contract, every single one of us as individuals, figuratively speaking, signs a social contract and says that it is that you will obey the laws in society, right? So you will give up some of that unlimited freedom that you have. I've got the freedom to do what I want and choose and say whichever way. You will sign a social contract in which you give up some of that freedom in exchange for ensuring that we as individuals and as human beings in a particular society, in a particular country, that we all interact in harmony with each other, in peaceful coexistence with each other. So that is Thomas Hobbes' theory around a social contract, right? And it's important to note when we're looking at it from this Western perspective, when we're looking at why it is that people obey laws, what the justification is around that, when we're looking at it from a Western perspective, Thomas Hobbes grounds it in the individual. So it is you as an individual who, who signs a particular contract, right? And the reason why you sign that contract is because you as an individual are scared that if you don't sign that contract, there will be some kind of threat to your existence. 
So that's the Western perspective. But of course, we can also pull on the African perspective. And so the next section we're going to look at is how is it that from an African perspective would justify the fact that we as human beings submit ourselves to the law and we obey the law.